Section 23D, Critical Thinking and Organizational Culture. The Inability to Decide. Many leaders and organizations are plagued by chronic and persistent indecision. Indecision resulting from dysfunctional patterns of behavior manifests itself as one of three harmful organizational cultures. One, culture of no. Two, culture of yes. And three, culture of maybe. Culture of no. Organizations with a culture of no have established a decision process where loan dissenters are able to issue non-concurs within the planning process, effectively blocking overall organizational goals because they conflict with internal suborganizational interests. This culture can arise in organizations where decision meetings focus on dissections of proposals instead of true debate and analysis. Leaders who reward subordinates based on their ability to dissect others' ideas without providing alternative courses of action enable and promote a culture of no. Do not forget the importance of being able to differentiate between the use of a devil's advocate and the culture of no. In a culture of no, dissenters are trying to tear down or block proposals and ideas, not critique a proposal with the intent of strengthening it. Culture of Yes Within a culture of yes, dissenters tend to stay silent. This silence becomes a tacit endorsement of the proposal without the benefit of analysis and debate. In this form of organizational culture, once a decision is made, subordinates later express disagreement to distance themselves from a decision or work to overturn or undermine the implementation of the plan. Airmen operating in this type of culture must understand that silence does not mean assent and watch for those not contributing to the discussion. This type of culture can develop when leadership devalues critical analysis. Overcoming this cultural tendency requires leadership to create constructive conflict within the decision process to surface and analyze concerns and alternative interpretations of evidence. Culture of Maybe under the culture of maybe, decision-makers work to gather as much information as possible, so much so they become trapped in analysis paralysis. Under analysis paralysis, decision-makers constantly delay action because they think more information and analysis will clarify their choice. This culture tends to develop in organizations facing highly ambiguous situations or in organizations where competing sections, leaders practice conflict avoidances as opposed to open analysis and debate. In these organizations, decision makers must balance the benefit of gaining more information against the diminishing returns they provide as opposed to initiating action. While leaders are seldom able to accurately calculate the cost versus benefit of waiting for additional clarity, intuitive judgment serves as a cutoff for unnecessary delay. Procedural justice. The process by which a decision is made significantly influences implementation and follow-through of the solution. The key aspect to outcome of a critical decision is consensus among the team responsible for enactment. Consensus does not mean unanimity. Rather, consensus is a commitment to and shared understanding of the desired outcome. Sections above discuss the need for debate and conflict in applying true critical thinking to decisions and the challenge of keeping the debate constructive. Airmen must also work to make sure the process is fair and legitimate. 
Even when participants agree with the chosen course of action, if they do not see the process as legitimate, they are often disenchanted with the outcome. Procedural fairness provides support to decision-makers, especially when they are making unpopular decisions. Fair processes help build consensus. More importantly, they aid implementation because participants feel that all perspectives have been considered and analyzed. If decision-makers are subjective in their analysis, participants lose faith in the decision process, making it difficult to support the outcome. Providing participants with time and venues to air positions and a transparent system of weighing different perspectives is important. In essence, fair process means that the decision-maker demonstrates genuine consideration of alternatives. This does not mean debate continues endlessly. When final decisions are made, the fairness of the process is what allows airmen arguing for various positions to rally around the designated way ahead with confidence that the decision-maker considered all aspects before making the decision on which course of action to pursue. Procedural legitimacy in decision-making occurs when the decision process is perceived to be in line with an organization's socially accepted norms and desired behavior. Airmen in leadership positions must avoid artificially limiting debate and analysis of information. In order to create an organizational culture of decision legitimacy, leaders can do the following. Provide a process roadmap at the beginning of the decision process. Reinforce and demonstrate an open mindset. Engage in active listening and make sure others do too. Separate advocacy from analysis. Explain the decision rationale once made. Express appreciation for everyone's participation and how alternative inputs contributed to the process. Normal accidents and normalizing deviance. Within the United States Air Force, like any other organization, decisions made in highly complex, tightly integrated environments often have unanticipated consequence. If airmen are unaware of or have failed to think through decisions, catastrophic failure can be the result. With the understanding of the role all airmen play in using the habits of mind for critical thinking provided above, the following sections examine two perspectives on decision-making failure. One structural, the other behavioral. Normal accident theory, normalized deviance. Normal accident theory. This theory rests upon the assumption that in any highly complex, high-risk organizational structure, decision failures are unavoidable. High-risk systems are systems classified by their complexity and the coupling of multiple processes occurring in conjunction with one another. Systems that are interactively complex and tightly coupled are particularly vulnerable to catastrophic failure stemming from mistakes made by decision-makers often small mistakes, which go unrecognized or uncorrected and increasingly skew outcomes as they work their way through the system. In coupled systems, tight interactions based on poor decisions can magnify normal accidents into system-wide failure. In simple linear processes such as an assembly line, failure has a visible impact on the next process but is identifiable and limited. When interactions are nonlinear and affect a variety of other systems, the failure of one component has unanticipated effects on many subsystems. 
If the subsystems are tightly coupled, highly interdependent, a failure quickly causes changes in multiple systems nearly simultaneously, making it hard for leaders to diagnose the symptoms and see the extent of the developing failure. Because airmen project power globally, anticipation of the impact even minor deviations from procedure or instruction can have is extremely challenging. This is the reason we stress adherence to standard operating procedures, and airmen must apply the habits of critical thinking before deviation from our normal operations. Others are counting on our predictability to do their job safely as we work together to advance United States security interests. Normalizing Deviance This is the gradual acceptance of unexpected events and risk as a normal part of the operating environment. Eventually, the deviations are accepted as a normal occurrence and no longer assessed using the habits of mind necessary to identify causes and find solutions. As organizational members become accustomed to the reoccurrence of seemingly minor but unpredicted anomalies in a system, they become less concerned with the potential catastrophic effect of more severe failures of the same systems. The classic case is the Challenger Space Shuttle disaster. In this case, the erosion of O-rings was not within acceptable tolerances. However, after its occurrence, several times with no catastrophic result, the members of the organization accepted their erosion as a normal and acceptable event, despite deviation from their engineering standards. In this case, National Aeronautics and Space Administration, as an organization, was working hard to make spaceflight feel routine. The organization's culture, combined with cognitive bias and external pressures to make spaceflight routine, led to the normalization of a potentially catastrophic failure. Normalization of deviance is the gradual acceptance of lower standards of performance. This practice produces shortcuts in the way organizations act. These variations then become normal procedures, normalized to the point where the deviance is no longer even noticed. As airmen, we should not accept this practice. We guard against this by continuously questioning the way we do business and digging into any failure to meet the standards we set for performance. Airmen must be aware of the type of organization they operate within and understand its complex interactions. They must consciously identify the close calls and deviances from normal operations. All airmen must ensure deviations from standards are analyzed as part of the decision-making process to gain an understanding of how to improve programs and implement new decisions. Practical Drift and Ambiguity Practical Drift Within large organizations, subunit leaders at all levels make decisions to maximize efficiency. They establish localized rules and procedures that comply with the overall intent of the organization. Over time, these procedures become accepted practice. Similar to normalizing deviance discussed above, this practice causes organizational norms to drift. Often, this drift is unproblematic. However, under ambiguous conditions in complex interactive environments, divergence may lead to altered expectations and poor information flow, resulting in catastrophic cross-system failure. For example, Black Hawk shot down.
airmen must be aware of how their decisions at the local level tie in with overall organizational goals, standards, and expectations. Leaders must use their awareness of organizational goals and standards to monitor practical drift in their areas of responsibility, recognizing disciplined initiative while maintaining standards consistent with outside expectations. This task becomes difficult when many subunits work together. Communications breakdowns across large organizations often cause a loss of perspective on how practical drift may be creating problems with follow-on unforeseen consequences. The challenge for airmen of all ranks is that ambiguous threats do not trigger organizational responses. The failure to apply critical thinking to ambiguous threats means that the recovery window between emergence of the threat and its occurrence as a catastrophic failure may narrow. National Aeronautics and Space Administration's organizational culture caused leaders to downplay O-ring failure, moving it from a critical to an ambiguous threat. Airmen at all levels must be aware that ambiguous threats may go unaddressed due to information filters caused by structural complexity and interorganization power dynamics. Airmen in positions of responsibility must work to temper practical drift and create a culture where critical thinking is applied to ambiguous threats. This goal can be accomplished by developing processes for identifying and analyzing small problems and failures, treating them as potential indicators of larger problems. Effective techniques include empowerment of frontline troops workers and flattening hierarchies to reduce information filtering. To further minimize the problems associated with practical drift, leaders can also Create and encourage transparency in organizational structures and systems to identify local practical drift and understand the why behind the local standards. Avoid band-aid approaches to small problems. Fix the root cause across the system. Create a climate of candid dialogue where you review and revisit standards and seek problems. Monitor seams where information is handed off between units and organizations. Conduct careful after-action reviews focused on process improvement. Conclusion Airmen at all levels participate in decision-making daily. The habits of mind necessary to assure we apply critical thought are something we must consciously foster. Our diverse and highly educated force brings to the table a wide variety of views, experiences, and abilities, providing the United States Air Force with a deep pool of talent to draw ideas from. By using the techniques of good decision-making and fostering the development of habits of mind in our airmen, we tap into that rich pool of talent. When time allows, we must consciously create processes to think through decisions using critical analysis of all factors, ensuring we focus on doing what is best for the nation and the Air Force. This effort to create habits of mind pays off when we must make decisions quickly and under great pressure. During these times, we naturally fall back on the decision-making processes we use every day. In order to create these good habits of mind, airmen in leadership positions at all levels, from the back shop to the air staff, must create an environment where airmen are free to exercise critical thought.
We must guard against organizational cultures and leadership styles designed to simply arrive at a decision and quickly move on. Organizations and leaders focused on the decision, not the decision-making process, tend to stifle critical analysis of issues and prevent development of good habits of mind, ultimately causing poor decision-making and negatively affecting the United States Air Force, the Department of Defense, and our nation.